All right, recording has commenced. Hello, Sam. Hello, Ross. It's How's... been a long fortnight. It's been <laughs> double fortnight. Double fortnight, an eight night. Why have we been amiss? Um, last fortnight we were both sad. <laughs> our, our list of things we like <laughs> was a null set. A null set. We were both sad, so we decided not to record anything. Yeah, I don't want to have a podcast where we have to fake liking stuff. No, I mean, I still liked stuff, but... I liked nothing. You liked nothing that day? No. No. Nothing at all. No. Did we have an... I did notice we had, A, people asking us when we would record next, which felt very good. Yeah, it did. Uh, I liked that. Yeah, I liked that. And I don't remember. Did we have any follow-up? Who can even remember through an eighth night? It's impossible. I have no idea. Our last things were Atomic Robo, which I didn't do the homework for. Because I'm a bad person. I have a good excuse, though. It's because I'm reading Spider-Man comics. So <laughs> I haven't read any other comics. So I haven't gotten to Atomic Robot. And my homework was ride, to ride, 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 ride Ross's bike. <laughs> <laughs> Which you didn't do. Which I did not do. But I think it's uh, you first this, this week. We can jump right in. Let's jump right in. So, Ross, um, you are very public about this like. Yeah. And I don't feel like you are, uh, you you particularly defend it. You just unabashedly like this thing, and that thing is a person, and that person's name is Drake. Drake, I love Drake. <laughs> Tell me more about that. I love Drake. I'm gonna take my coat off. This is making me. I'm excited. We'll cut this out. So it sounds bad. See, that's my coat coming off. All right, now I feel more free to talk about Drake and how much I like Drake. So. I don't even think his name is Drake, right? You probably know his real name. Um, he's because he has a Drake. You know, Drake. Let's wait, wait, wait. Time out. Let's start over. Drake, sure. the musician. I, do we call them rappers? Rappers. Um, I don't know what you mean by them. People who rap, I would call rap. Yeah, rappers. Th- well, but I think we're in an interesting place. Where <laughs> I think we're in an interesting place, Sam, where it's a little bit of rapping, it's a little bit of singing, it's a little bit of R and B. All combined, I think I think calling Drake a rapper would be limited. Why don't you use the term musician? The musician, yes, he is as a opposed mu- to a bad guy you would fight in Dragon Quest. Oh yeah, he's like definitely, a baby dragon. He's not that kind of guy at all. So Drake, I love Drake, and Drake, um, he's from his original. He got his original start on that show you love, right? He was a child actor on uh, Degrassi: The Next Generation, which was. Is it literally called Degrassi, The Next Generation? Right, because there was a show in the 80s called Degrassi Junior High followed by Degrassi High. And then uh, the one of the characters on the show had a baby when she was a teenager, kept the baby. And then once that character would have been... The that, baby? The baby would have been of age to go to junior high. That's when Degrassi, The Next Generation, starts. Is it literally called The Next Generation? Like Star Trek, The Next Generation? And they were like, you know what? That's good. Degrassi, The Next Generation. Well, it is a literal description of <laughs> what is going on. But I, 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 I will look up the exact name for you right and now. And so he, he was... Uh, he. Yes, it is Degrassi colon The Next Generation. I have some issues with this. We should move this... Later to... renamed Degrassi yeah. from season 10 through 14. Whoa. That's an intense amount of seasons for the show. So Drake was on the show for a while, I guess. Yes. And he is now no longer on a show called Degrassi, but is in fact <laughs> the world's most famous musician, maybe. I might even say, is he the most famous musician in the world? He might be. He's a super famous guy. 
And so I enjoy Drake because, one, hearkening back to one of our previous Sam and Ross like things, he has the best smile, which... He is. He does have a charming smile. It's so charming, and I think this perhaps puts me... Unf- I'm unfairly biased out of the gate towards Drake because of his charming smile. So that's step one. Step two is he has such an interesting voice where he does this this is like a thing that is i enjoy in in rap music hip-hop or whatever Uh, in music in music no specifically in hip-hop i like when there's some singing involved and i like i don't know why i like this but i like when maybe these guys aren't the best singers but they're like you know what i'm gonna sing in this song anyway um drake does that a lot his singing voice is so weird and his rapping voice is kind of weird and and whiny and I don't know. I just love it. We'll, I'll cut in. I'll cut in some things in the post, and we can listen to some of my favorite Drake Drake loops. But I really enjoy his voice. I think is is the primary thing after the smile, and um, and, and this weird combo of like rapping and singing. Just like I can't get enough of it, Sam. Mm-hmm. So you like his music? Oh yeah, that was a long um, way to say yes. I like his music it's a lot. How much of how much is there? Like I'm. I have not been following his musical career. Is he like three albums in? Is he? No, he's got a bunch. He's got a bunch. And like, this is going to be awesome for people who actually know about music to listen to this. Don't listen to this if you know about music because it's embarrassing. But so a thing that that used to happen was musicians would get together and they would be like, oh, hey, you just like a podcast. You and me and Sam, we know each other. We get together, we record, we hang out, we jam. Our version of jamming is talking about things we like in an office conference room. Musician version of jamming is actual jamming, right? So you end up with these recordings and of different musicians, and they're, uh, you, you might know them as mixtapes. And eons ago, like a couple decades ago, like what would, what would you do with these mixtapes, like the studios and Give labels? Give them to a girl you like. <laughs> right. And you wouldn't perhaps release them on your like, major label because the major label would be like, no, you got to like, come in the studio and like, record these things. So not only – that's, that's related to Drake because – not only does it have these studio albums. Oh, I misunderstand. So a mixtape for a professional is a different thing than a mixtape. Like you just take record songs off the radio and give them to yeah. a girl you like to express your feelings. Yeah, and song. It's, it's a record like a like recording a jam sesh. Oh, okay. So it's a a less professional recording of somewhat professional musicians. Right, but just okay. like how we can get a semi professional recording sitting in this office conference room. Imagine what like rich dude like Drake can do on a weekend. I bet he has like two iPads. At least, you know, running, he's got two iPads plugged into each mic. Wow. Think about it. And so he has, in addition to a bunch of studio albums, he has also a bunch of these mixtape releases, which are just basically full albums. You would, they would be indistinguishable to you from regular albums. And the cool thing is, like, recently he's just been dropping them surprising, like, as a surprise album. It's like, oh, I listened to his last studio album, it was real good. And then, boom, next weekend, here's a whole new album of Drake tunes to listen to with some of his pals that they recorded recently. Um, so there's a big, a deep catalog okay. if you wanted to get in. Do you, where do you recommend people start? I think the new, the new out, the new, I guess it's a new, the new mixtape is called, um, if you're reading this, it's too late. Is that what the name of it? If you're reading this, it's too late. Is uh, It's like got a white cover and it's like scrawly written. If you're reading this, it's too late on the front. That has all the like new tracks that I love a lot. And I think it's a great place to, to, to jump in. Now, is, has he fully embraced the digital age in that like this, the mixtapes, which I don't understand because I'm a... I'm not a... You're an old person. I'm an old person. Are they basically just you download the files from the internet? Or can you go to a store and buy his mixtapes? So this is... Yeah, you can do that. This is fascinating. And I think I read this super long thing 
that if I remember to, I'll put it in the show notes about um, Gucci Mane, who is also a rapper from Atlanta. And he was the guy who was like, wait a second, you guys. Uh, we just recorded all this great music. Why, instead of like just releasing it over the internet or whatever, why don't we just sell it for dollars? And so now you can. You can go and buy it. You can buy it on iTunes. It's on Apple Music. Like All of his mixtape stuff is there, in addition to like the studio albums. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Um, is it also about, like, he has fully embraced digital age, surpassing music, where he is a, a meme generator. Yeah, so this is another thing I wanted to talk yeah. about, which is beyond Drake's music, which you clearly enjoy. Yeah. There seems to be a Drake narrative that you also enjoy. Yeah. That is outside of him simply being a musician who makes sounds that go into your ears that you like. Mm-hmm. So what about the... Uh, Drake narrative is appealing to you, including which you can share the uh, the meme, his meme aspect, yeah, his meme, his meme type, his memeness. Um, yeah, he. I think he just really gets how the internet functions currently, and he has like an amazingly popular Instagram, an amazingly popular Twitter, like all this stuff. He's like out there on the internet being himself. And I read this like great quote where he was like, "This, I don't feel like I have like the product he's created that he's selling." His quote was basically like, it's not a manufactured personality where, like, I've manufactured this, like, super cool, awesome guy. Like, the personality that you see as Drake is just me. And that's awesome because it, like, plays really well for social media because that, that's, like, easy for him to do. But it also It's makes, easy for him to be himself. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's you don't have to, like, do this, like, Martha Stewart, like, constantly constructing your brand sort of situation if it's just yourself. And I think he is that guy. And, like, a lot of the times it's goofy. And a lot of the times, it's not like, oh, I'm a hard rapper. Like, that is not the vibe that Drake gives off, which I think is refreshing. And when he has such a massive audience for, like, some of the stuff that he does, it's like, I don't know, it's just funny, and I like it. Like, his most recent thing, which is the thing you should go watch and listen to if you haven't to, the Hotline Bling video. I have. Okay, so it's basically, so would you agree that it's basically Bill Cosby? Not in any pejorative Bill Cosby sense, but the, the, well, pre- the I sent you the link of one, which was him dancing to the Bill Cosby yeah, theme. Yeah, it, it's basically him in a Bill Cosby sweater dancing. Like right, 19... you described it first to me, I think you were the first person to bring this to my attention, followed by my wife independently, of uh, that he's basically dancing in front of a green screen. Yeah, on like, purpose. On so, purpose, so people can put meme him into whatever. Uh, I think that's brilliant, and I think a lot of super famous people would be hesitant to do that. And Will Wheaton does this kind of thing all the time. Will Wheaton will put out, like, you know, Will Wheaton, like, nerdy Wesley Crusher from Star Trek The Next Generation, not Degrassi The Next Generation. I am familiar with Will Wheaton's work. He will put out, like, here's me in front of a green screen, like, meme me up, make me look ridiculous. And it's, I like that. It's refreshing. It's cool. Yeah, Um, yeah, I have one one other small Drake. I don't want to talk about Drake for a million hours, but I can't. It's been about ten minutes. Okay, cool. The other thing... It th- feels it feels like... <laughs> to the listeners. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like it's taken no time at all. Oh, cool. Thanks. Um, he had, So normally he's a, a fairly positive dude. I think his raps are generally positive. Like, like I was listening today, and there's a mention of like having Google Alerts set up for... Like, his, his girlfriend has Google Alerts set up or his someone, and I just I feel like that's an amazing thing to talk about. Like, he, there's a lot of, like, raps about, like, Instagram and stuff, but Google Alerts, that's so good. Like, that's a hilarious thing. And so it's, it's whatever. And anyway, it's hilarious. It's positive. I, I think it's pretty good. 
But he had this recent dust up. This is the drama section of the podcast, Sam. Okay. Recent dust up. Theme, theme song. Yeah, we'll put it in right here. Drama, drama. dust up. And with Meek Mill, who was another rapper who had a very. He was in REM, right? <laughs> sure. Probably. No. No, that's no, Mike that's, Mills. that's Mike. Uh, whatever, all this stuff. Meek, Meek said that Drake doesn't write his own raps, which is like a gasp. Oh, my goodness. And Drake said, oh, yeah. And then he dropped like three raps, tunes, musical tracks that were like talking about how Meek was dumb. And that's mm-hmm. that. And he put them on Apple Music on the Connect tab thing, which was cool, cool use of technology. And they were just so good. These tunes were so good. Uh, and then everyone was like, oh, man, Drake, you just dissed this guy so hard. And then, meanwhile, Drake had this huge concert in his native Canada. Um, and he played one of the, the songs that were about how Meek's dumb. And behind him, on the screen behind him, projected was every meme that people had made about Drake talking about how Meek was dumb. Just brought, like, so it's just like three minutes of internet memes that people had made was the backdrop for Drake rapping about Meek and how he was dumb. And I just thought that was the most hilarious thing in the whole world. And then the final the final cherry on the top was Meek made a track about how Drake was dumb, which wasn't very good. And Drake's response was to post a picture of Drake and um, Will Smith and someone else, like backstage. I think it was Will Smith. Backstage, and they were on a phone listening to the, to the Meek song, and everyone was laughing uproariously, pointing at the phone. And that was... Drake's only response to this track. I just think it's a brilliant. It's amazing. He's the he's a he's the like a the champion of our current internet age. Sam got really excited about that. I, I know. I'm <laughs> glad. You see, there's so much joy in your face talking about Drake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think you should. Okay. Listen. So go listen. It, it's it's if you're reading this, it's too late. Is the album that you should listen to. And there's okay. two good tracks on there. One is called Energy, which I think is the is one of the Meek diss tracks that ended up on this mixtape. So you should go listen to that. And then another song called Know Yourself, which you'll also like a lot. And then, of course, Hotline Bling, but you've already listened to Hotline Bling. So that's those, those are your homeworks. Anything else you want to say about Drake? Oh, God, I could go on for hours. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll move on. Okay. All right, Sam. Yes. Your thing to like, and I'm fascinated by this, and I might want to get into, a, into some deeper things here. Okay. The thing off your list, which I've chosen for you today, is your P.O. box. That's my P.O. box. You literally have a P.O. box. I do. So before you start talking about your P.O. box, uh-huh. answer me this question. Uh-huh. Do you have a regular mailbox? Uh, like on your house? Yes. So you do not have a P.O. box out of necessity? That's correct. Okay. Continue. Or begin. Yeah. So I wanted a P.O. box so I could not be weirded out by giving my address out on the internet or anything. I don't know if that's valid because everybody probably knows where I live and voter records, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not like trying to hide from anybody, but I was like, oh, I could get this thing and it'd be neat. And so I got a PO box. I went to, um, I'll tell you what it is. It's 25914, Richmond, Virginia. And there's no weirdness because I can know that. And it's just, it's just a, so you know that that's at the Brook Road post office. And I picked that one because it's where it's the central mail facility for all of Richmond. So all the mail goes through there anyway. So you get your mail first. Um, And I get my own zip plus four. So it's two, three, two, six, zero dash five, nine, one, four. Like that's just me. Like 
that's I'm the only person who has that zip code. That's my zip code. And that's awesome. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. So um, I can, like, not that I sign up for things, but I put that on all the things I'm allowed to put it on. I, you can't put it as your legal address, but you can have all your correspondence go there. So does then, that mean there are certain things like, uh, like your jury duty still comes to your house, I guess? I'm not sure how that works. I imagine uh, that that probably goes through DMV or voter records, one of those two. It's probably voter records, right? I don't know. Um, but I don't live at the post office, so obviously my voter registration is at my place of residence, nice and legal-like. And I think the banks want it, too. The, the banks, like I have a simple account, which should be on my list because they're pretty awesome, too. Mm. Um, but they have a separate, this is your residence and this is your mailing address. So you can just have all the mail go there. And so I go, I don't get a lot of mail, so I go once or twice a week on my way home from work. I won't say exactly when. And I go to my box and I open it and I take the stuff out and I mark the stuff that goes to the previous owner of the box as not at this address and put it back in the thing. What percentage of your mail in the box is to the old person? It's going down, but it was high. (laughs) Yeah, um, there are services that supposedly come with the P.O. box, which have worked sometimes which are supposedly you should you should get a text you can set, sign up to get a text whenever something is put into your box. Well, That's how what, does that even work? It doesn't. Hmm. I've gotten that maybe hmm. twice. But there's also most people don't know this, there's a form you can fill out at certain post offices but definitely at the Brook Road one which you can have the postmaster accept meaning that the post office accept UPS and FedEx deliveries Whoa. for you. So, iPhone Right. So even if it requires a signature, you fill out a form that basically says, I allowed you to do this. And since the internet isn't wise about this, or like, we can't ship to a P.O. box. Well, that's not true if you fill out this form, because what you do is you put in the post office's address, and then you put like in the unit field, your P.O. box. Now you have to fill out a form before they do this that says this is okay. And then there'll be a note in your P.O. box that says, hey, there's a package for you. Go up to the desk. Okay. So this was my second, my Second question was, did you have to get a certain size or anything? Because, like, what if your thing won't fit in there or whatever? Yeah, so I got the smallest P.O. box size you can get. And if it ever is too big, there's just a note that says, hey, this thing's too big. What's the What's the purpose, then, of offering larger post office box sizes? Because then you don't have to go up to the, de- the oh, counter. To, if... Interact with a human. Yeah. And so my mail is consistently delivered. Which, which honestly, is a lot better than anything in my life. Not anything, any mail-related thing, let's be clear. Yeah, and so I can, yeah, you can. You all can send me a letter, P.O. Box, Sam, Sam Davies, P.O. Box 25914, Richmond, Virginia, 23260-5914. So can you talk a little bit more about um, the reasons, the impetus for this? I know you said briefly that, like... I was, most, I was curious about it, Um it was also in a stage in my life where I was, I am a remote employee and I've got a fair amount of like internet life, meaning like, oh, I can have stuff delivered to my house and stuff. And I was deliberately trying to construct some errands into my day. Mm-hmm. Um, to exit your, your office right. environments. And it's close enough that uh, it's bikeable from my house. Um, so I can, like if I want a weekend ride just like hey i'm gonna ride down to the post office i'll be back in you know 20 minutes or whatever do you send stuff like 
Uh, do you do any of the stuff like Harry's or I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but like I did do Harry's, but then I grew this beard. The beard, which is on my list of things to like, by the way, your beard looks so good. Thanks. But like, would you send that stuff there too? Like that kind of mail subscription service? Netflix? Would you send a Netflix there? Well, I don't do discs. Anymore. Like, just hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah. So, kind of my my rule has been stuff that already has my home address. I just leave it shipping there. Yeah. Because they already know. But stuff that I sign up for new, I send to the PO box. What about Amazon.com? Amazon already knows everything possible about me. So you would, it is not to, what am I trying to say? But would you consider switching Amazon.com to the P.O. Box to centralize things? Or is it, Amazon already knows all the information, so there's no need to obfuscate it from them? And I'm not really, I like having the place to go. I like being able to give people my address. And I'm not really, as I said, like, I'm just playing with it. It's almost like an extra gadget at this point right it comes out to like four dollars a month is what i'm paying which is reasonable in the hey this is a thing i'm playing with the u.s postal service i'm not really trying to hide or obfuscate too much uh, other than uh, it's fun yeah and amazon already knows everything and if I, I don't, don't ever plan on moving, but that would be a benefit, which is right. if you moved a lot within town, you would never have to fill out the forwarding card. Or if you have people stealing your mail, which is what happened in my previous house, or if you have just the mail never comes to yeah, my which, current office. Yeah, I hear that happen sometimes. Yeah. And if I ever did a business, I would already have an address to send that business to. I love this idea. How did you think about it? Like, what what made you think, ah, I wonder if I could get a P.O. box? What made me think of it? Um, I was going through a phase also where I was reading, besides the errands thing, reading about um, just sort of general privacy stuff. And P.O. boxes aren't super private in that you have to give them the post office your real name. Yeah. But it's also, you know, uh, the it's protected as much as any information that you give the federal government and uh is this some full stallman stuff not even full stallman just there's no reason why i need to put my real address on things and at the same it was the same time when i because we do have a landline to our home i delist paid to delist that does that work ridiculous what do you mean like do you still get bizarro calls a lot less, but it's because we didn't do it from the beginning. I'm sure we're still on lists that Verizon sold because that's how they make money, which is ridiculous that they're allowed to do that. And we got a ton of political calls because we were in the 13th to 10th Senate District, and they wanted to call us a lot. Wild. You, it's like, uh, yeah, those are two things that I, well, we don't have a landline, so I haven't even thought of that. And I just never would have thought of getting a P.O. box, like just like chained to the mail delivery person, who sometimes are amazing. Right. Uh, it's uh, the federal, uh, the U.S. Postal Service is not perfect, but it's like one of those things that's in our Constitution. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like, of the things that are like, uh, we don't want Congress to do a lot, but we want them to do this. Yeah. To do the post office pretty tough job honestly yeah all right what else do you have any other thoughts on the p.o box i think uh you ross yes 
your life would be better if you had one. Yeah, I want to get one for work, kind of. They are not expensive. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe maybe my homework will be I will interact with the humans at my office and see what they think. Okay. That's a small step. Small step. That's a small step. The, as I said, I, I like letters, so if you write me a letter, I will receive That should it. be listener homework. Yeah, Someone listener homework. should put something in Sam's P.O. box. Well, something legal. And not poop. No poop. Don't believe that's it's legal to send poop. Yeah, I guess it is. Cards legal. Against Humanity yeah, did, they did it. They sent it poop. I'll freeze drive my poop right now and send it to you. Please don't do that. <laughs> but if you write me a letter, I'll write you back. Oh, that's awesome. I'll send it to your P.O. box, and then we don't. Ha- then we can communicate <laughs> and <laughs> and not ever know anything about the other person other than that they, their name, and that they occasionally go to this this uh, government building, probably close to where they live. I think that makes it a lot creepier when you say it like that. What do you mean? I don't know. I would never have thought of those words to put together. But it's good. It's different than someone saying, hey, here's where I live. Here's my house, yeah. Here's a building I go to sometimes. Guess what? I never thought about that either. Thanks, Sam. What? I don't know that, like, giving a person your home address is a terrifying thing. This is a podcast about liking things. I like like my P.O. Box. I like your P.O. Box, too. All right. I felt like I had a quick hitter thing, but I can't remember what it is, so. Okay. Probably some new app, some new sweet app. Anyway. Ross and Sam, like quick hits. <laughs> All right. Quick hits. Well, when did we want to uh, see our listeners, Ross? Where they can I remembered what it was. You remembered? I interrupted you. This is your thing. You've got a quick hitter. I do. I think so. The Room 3? Oh. Do you I, like The Room 3? I, I lost several hours to The Room 3. Yeah. It's, it's a good game. Yeah, we got the Room 3 also in our family and also think it's a good game. So, download it. Five bucks. Boom. Done. Okay, Sam, since I interrupted you, where can people find you on the internet? Well, they can find show notes for this episode at <sighs> samandrosslikethings.com. Dot com. At the top. At episode the top. eight. Nine, ten, something. And I am on Twitter as at Mr. Beefy. Or you can write me a letter. To Sam Davies, P.O. Box 25914, Richmond, Virginia, 23260-5914. That's so good. Uh, you can find me on the internet on Twitter, at Ross Catro, R-O-S-S-C-A-T-R-O-W. And if you send a letter to my P.O. Box, I'll make sure Ross gets it. Yeah, I, I, I have no way of receiving paper mail. And if it finds its way to me, I'll put it in the garbage, in the recycle garbage. So Unless it comes from Sam, and then I'll read it with care. So uh, bye, everybody. Bye. See you in a fortnight.